Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what everyone would want to listen to. I haven't really got any opinions. I'll just whack on Christmas playlist on Spotify or whatever. It's the festive oh sort of equivalent of putting the charts on, I guess. So they've sort of just been doing it all day, every day. But there are just not that many Christmas songs, are there? And they all get... Oh, no. Oh. It's true. I was I was um, having a, a whinge with... Because we have a Christmas album and it's it's all of those things that you would have been listening to for the last three or four days. And it's, it's yeah. Band-Aid and Shaking Stevens and... Is it by any chance this one? Do you know, I think it might be. Has that got Driving Home for Christmas? <laughs> It has. <laughs> it's got driving home for Christmas on, and sorry to do another Gavin and Stacey reference, but in your yeah. household, every time that comes on, do you go, turn it up, Dave? I love Chris Ria. <laughs> obviously, obviously. <laughs> do you know? In fact, we were on the way back from London yesterday. We stopped at Lee Delamere Services, and Dave was like, "Oh, this is Uncle Brin's favourite service." <laughs> <sighs> we love Lee Delamere. I, we stop at Lee Delamere quite a lot, actually. <laughs> it's a shocker. <laughs> Absolutely, it, it's it. if you if you've made it like just out of Bath, but then you're like, oh, I really should have gone for a piss before I left. Actually, <laughs> it's that. It's the emergency it's one. That. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the emergency <laughs> one. You've, it's disappointing how long you feel you've been in the car once you get to Lee Delamere, but <laughs> you've actually only been in for like twenty minutes or something. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode 175 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. Hall and I are bookending this super brilliant episode with the ever-wonderful Anna Harding, Because of recent running queries we've had, we talked to her about VO2 max, which I hope you're not completely bored with, and she offers the answers to everything, including why mine has suddenly increased with no apparent reason. Before and after that, we chat about festive injuries, Christmas wrapping traditions, stocking present hell, and Gavin and Stacey. Running-wise, we're knee-deep in parkrun again, so hold on to your hats. And I keep forgetting to say this, but do please sign up to be a patron of this podcast at Patreon, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.co.uk forward slash women's running, because for just £2 a month, you can access our free monthly videos, our weekly newsletters, and you get to join our exclusive pod squad chat room where all the fun happens. Okay, you're definitely yeah. recording now, so nothing libelous from now on, okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, don't, even, don't know what to say. It's all my material gone. <laughs> <laughs> K- 
Can I launch into this episode by telling you about an injury that I've picked up? Oh no, this isn't very festive, is it? Well, it kind of is. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Oh, okay. Did you fall down a chimney or... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, ho, ho, ho. I wish I had. Um, (laughs) No, I've picked up, I've got a knee injury, which I picked up yesterday. And the reason why I've got it is through wrapping Christmas presents. (laughs) Kneeling on the floor. Yes. I do all of my Christmas wrapping on the floor as well. <laughs> Ridiculous. So I actually think that is something to, for all of us to watch out for this year. Why are we, we doing do. that? Why I do we do know. it on the floor? Because I have no table surfaced in order to be able to wrap presents yeah. on a table. But I was doing, I did so much and it's because I'd been away for the weekend and I just, I'd had a, a sort of a three o'clock in the morning panic about the fact that I hadn't wrapped much and I've got a lot of stocking presents to wrap. So there, I knew that there was a good three, four hours worth of wrapping that needed doing. So, yeah, so I was I was wrapping these presents upstairs and um, and and obviously bearing the brunt mostly on my left knee. And I think I've gone and given myself something like housemaid's knee or something really stupid like that. Oh, no. But like What's really painful. Knee? Let's from, talk about that and the patriarchy. Oh, yes, because... <laughs> You don't get like valet's knee, do you? So housemate's knee is Butler's like... Butler's knee. <laughs> yeah. um, housemate's knee, I've had it before and it is from kneeling. It is from kneeling. So it's kind of, you know, they're thinking about wow, like scrubbing okay. kitchen floors and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's from, I think it's from kneeling. And I think it's kind of basically a form of like, like bursitis, you know, when you sort of inflame something and you know something like that so I mean it doesn't and you've run on it and it's been painful I've run on it and actually it's been fine walking is is quite painful but but running has been fine um so it's isn't it weird how that's the case sometimes sometimes (sighs) running is less painful on the old whatever like I've I've had it before where maybe bursitis is exactly what it is Mm. Because it just hangs about for a bit and then it goes and then maybe mm. I'll do something stupid again and then it comes back. And I don't think it's a particular thing. It's just behind my kneecap on my left knee a little bit. Um, mm. And it most often comes up if I've been running up and down the stairs loads. Oh. So I think it's just a bit of a like strain thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, you've got a lot but, of stairs, um, haven't you? I've got so many stairs. And if you've got, you know, like a, a, this time of year. Maybe something arrives for us to test for the mm. magazine. Then Christmas presents arrive. Then Mahello Fresh turns up. Then <laughs> my wrapping paper. And it's just up and down, up and down all day. Plus, as as many of you have heard me complain before about on the podcast, I am the designated concierge for the building. Everybody <laughs> says like, oh, you can just, oh, just buzz flat five and they'll get, they'll get it. So, you know, <sighs> it's, a, it's a tough life. It's a tough yeah. life. Living in a mansion. Yeah. Living yeah. in a mansion and being the concierge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to shout out, here's my annoyance. Yours mm-hmm. was festive and that was great. I loved it. Thanks. That was the perfect entrance into this episode. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I've got a less good one, but it's equally annoying. Um, so I don't know whether you can hear them, but special guest, we have got a special guest coming on in a bit, but mm-hmm. special guest who's joining us right now in the studio are four builders um, who, as far as I'm aware, are just throwing plastic bags up and down 
scaffolding <laughs> at each other. I, they don't seem to be doing anything. I haven't heard any work noises all day. All I can hear is them doing like uh, impressions of, of their girlfriends and like, or I mean, maybe they don't even, maybe not even their girlfriends, just impressions of women and um, taking the piss out of each other and stuff. And I would have felt festive about it, but it's about mm. day three or four now of them playing Christmas music all the time. And I think there are, I, I hate to draw stereotypes, but four big burly blokes out there one mm-hmm. little girl called Holly in here. Who do you think would be more likely to be playing Band Aid? Do you know it's Christmas time on repeat? <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, it's really annoying me. It's it's made me feel anti-festive. I can't be asked for Christmas because of these guys. They've annoyed me so much. Do they sing along to it? Not really. They just like have it on all the time. Oh, like they've yeah. got no. I mean, I suppose it's the sort of go-to. It's a bit like putting your sort of like like top UK top 40 on or something, isn't it? I suppose yeah, if yeah. if you if you're like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know what everyone would want to listen to. I haven't really got any opinions. I'll just whack on Christmas playlist on Spotify or whatever." It's the festive oh, sort of equivalent of putting the charts on, I guess. So they've sort of just been doing it all day every day. But there are just not that many Christmas songs, are there? And they all get. Oh no, oh. it's true. I was, I was, um, I was having a, a whinge with because we have a Christmas album, and it's it's all of those things that you would have been listening to for the last three or four days, and it's it's it Band Aid and Shaking Stevens and. Is it by any chance this one? Do you know? I think it might be. Has that got Driving Home for Christmas? <laughs> It has. <laughs> it's got driving home for Christmas on, and sorry to do another Gavin and Stacey reference, but in your yeah. household, every time that comes on, do you go turn it up, Dave? I love Chris Ria. <laughs> obviously, obviously. <laughs> do you know? In fact, we were on the way back from London yesterday. We stopped at Lee Delamere Services, and Dave was like, "Oh, this is Uncle Bryn's favourite service." <laughs> we love Lee Delamere. I we stop at Lee Delamere quite a lot, actually. <laughs> it's a shock. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's it. if you if you've made it like just out of bath, but then you're like, oh, I really should have gone for a piss before I left, actually. <laughs> it's that. It's the emergency it's one. That. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the emergency <laughs> one. You've it's disappointing how long you feel you've been in the car once you get to Lee Delamere, but <laughs> you've actually only been in for like 20 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And what we we'd pass like three service stations in the hope for a McDonald's. And they were all Burger King. And we got to Lee Delamere. We knew it was the last one. It's like, sorry, kids. Going to have to go even though it is a Burger King. And they went and uh, no one wanted any of the food. It was such bad stuff. It's, it's a horrid. No. It's so it's so not Gloucester services, isn't it? I was like, when is that franchise going to expand across the Gloucester whole services of the UK? is incredible. However, mm. can I say something controversial? Gloucester oh, services yeah. is not the services that you want to uh, it's actually not my favorite services because it's not where you want to end up if you're hungover or you or it's late at night and you're traveling home because all you can do is like sit down and have beef bourguignon or something and it's like no I actually just want a McDonald's really badly or I want monster munch like where's a branded packet of crisps that's not like (laughs) 
<laughs> their home popped kettle chips or something like i just want shit and there's no sh- it's impossible to get shit at cost services you can't get shit no 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 but you can get lots no, of swans eat better than most people yes. in most service stations <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, but we hardly ever get to stop at Gloucester services. And I promise, dear listener, this is, mm-hmm. we will wrap up the service station conversation soon. Oh, we should, shouldn't uh, we? But it, we never get to go there because it's like, it's, it's obviously it's Gloucester and then my parents are in Cheltenham. So if we are mm. on the M5, then it's, you know, it's, it feels a bit pointless to stop at Gloucester. It's a bit Lee Delamere. You know, it's like, it's like, well, we've not come far enough to warrant this. <laughs> no, I know. It's true. But the the reason why I was going to talk about that was because, oh, it was, I was talking about it because of, of Bryn. Um, but also oh, because yes. of that Christmas album, we have exactly the same one and it is on vinyl too. So we have that and we play that. Mm-hmm. And after that, we played it over and over and over and over again as we were decorating the Christmas tree until I said, have we not got anything more, like more classical? Can we have something choral? But the only other thing that we've got Christmassy is because Dave used to be in a choir when he was a a boy and we've got a record of him singing in his choir, singing sort of little carols and things like that. So it was all a bit once in Royal Oh my goodness. I know. Oh, lovely. So you had (laughs) Mary's boy child himself (laughs) regaling you. Oh, I love that. That's really nice. Yeah, I also was a choir girl um, doing a bit of a Once in Royal, etc. And I think somewhere there should be a um, a, a choir CD thing of our Christmas music, but I've got absolutely no idea where it's gone. So we also just have the now. Oh, it's actually it's now. That's what I call Christmas. That's what Mm -hmm. it is. That's what it but is. But yeah, it does That's surprise me that considering, I mean, this is, uh, it, it, we're the same. It is a vinyl copy. So maybe there's not so much space for as much music on there. But it shocks mm. me that it's 12. The track list, we're talking 12 tracks. That's not enough. Yeah. That's not, not enough for enough. them to become incredibly like, <laughs> please give me a lobotomy immediately. And it's it's very quickly that happens, isn't it? Like I'm at the first time yeah. every year. The first time I hear Shaking Stevens, I'm like, yes, this is the best like, Christmas song, right? Let's go, flipping <laughs> coffee <laughs> table, snow is falling <laughs> all around me. And then second play, and it's like, oh, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. nice, bumping. nice. So I can do the hit bump in time to the last little bit, yeah, yeah whatever. And then third time, no. That's and then it. third time, it's like. Mm. Yeah, no. so it's done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it really is. Can yeah. I please have a brain removal? Uh, actually, that's reminded me of a confession that I want to make. I did a, this is a manic episode already, and I promise we have got some content planned for you in a minute. But we do. My, you know, I told you before that I've become a bit of an ASMR girl. Yes. Yeah. I did a meditation thing the other day. There was like mm-hmm. an ASMR one and it was this it was this woman who was pretending to be an alien. I can't believe I'm telling everyone about this. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and she was pretending with like with ASMR noises to yeah. take your brain out, smoothen it all up so it's just like a smooth brain and put it back yeah. in so that you haven't got you haven't got any worries or or sort of complex thought patterns. That and doesn't sound it good. Was, 
oh, I loved it. It was so relaxing, but it was really weird. And I did have a few moments where I was like, please, no one walk in on this. Please, no one think that. But it's just like a woman who sits there and she goes like, now we're going to remove your brain. And then like they, she'll make like the peeling noise of like them taking your head, top of your head I mean, off or whatever. That is not good. No, 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 no. That is not good. I mean, that sound, this, now we're going to remove. That sounds incredibly creepy, absolutely terrifying. And if you're talking about peeling heads apart and getting brains out to, in, in order to give you some sort of lobotomy, why is that good? <laughs> I have no idea, relaxing? but it was the most relaxed I've been in years. Oh, I don't want my brain smoothed. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I am embarrassed. I shouldn't have brought it up. No, you should have brought it up. I mean, it's bonkers though. I just don't understand why vote. it's relaxing. Yes, vote. <laughs> <laughs> right in. Would you like your would you like to be lobotomized this Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> How is the rest of your Christmas planning going? Because we've got like a few minutes and then we've got Anna coming to join us. Anna Harding. I know, got thank, to join goodness. Us thank goodness. Thank goodness. Anna will talk some, some sense in a minute. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my Christmas planning is going okay. I've got a big list and I've just called it, it's called Bloody Fucking Christmas. That's my list <laughs> name. Good. Uh, and you can see here from my general, uh, oh no, you can't because it went, oh, there you go. I can't. From my general oh, yes. tickings off, there's, there's very yeah. few things left on there. Nice. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm I'm quite pleased with with how it's going. I'm going to do some present wrapping tonight, but it is all go and completely bonkers. I don't know about you, I presume not because I guess you've probably got your 47th nativity of the year to attend. But um I'm going to the Christmas we've got a Christmas drinks thing at our new office space tonight, and then I'm going to mm -hmm. come home cook something in about 4 seconds flat and then Doug and I are going to sit back to back and wrap our presents. That's one of our traditions. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's really nice. So you can share it's the sellotape. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yes, yeah, so you can share the sellotape and you can still you can still have a little chin wag and maybe put Muppets Christmas Carol or something on while you're, oh, while you're wrapping. But oh, really you nice. can wrap each other's presents without ruining anything. It's great. I love it. I really love present wrapping. I get really into it, which I think is kind of counterintuitive to how you might think I would be because I'm not really a very sort of sensible, organized person, but um, I'm not a very type A person, I suppose, but I get very type A about my Christmas presents. I like to wrap <laughs> them perfectly and I get the glue gun out and I stick random bits of foliage on them and stuff like that. I love that about you. And I would, Thank I'd you. love to be that person. I never really have enough time to do kind of extra wrapping but back in the day pre-kids I would definitely I would theme it and I, that was the bit that I get really excited about and I'd be quite early with that I'd be like October getting the theme am I going to do black and purple you know to do something oh, kind of I dramatic or, you know I love doing that yeah. these days I just do brown wrapping paper sometimes with a bit of a print on it and string sort of stuff to make sure that it gets recycled even though sometimes it doesn't so do I um, so do I that's why I love it um mm. because then you can be even more creative because if your if your backdrop is just brown paper the then you can do all sorts stuff. yes it's true yeah. it's true yeah so yeah no I love it but my tradition is like wrapping badly while leaning on my knees 
while Dave's working at his computer and he will do his wrapping traditionally Christmas Eve in a rush and annoy everyone because we'll be late down to watch the Christmas movie because he's just upstairs kind of covered in sellotape in some kind of ball. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not really. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you having kids and you talking about having lots of stocking bits to wrap. I'm impressed how ahead of time you are because I definitely remember that as a bit of a tradition and, uh, insert thing here about father christmas warning if anyone's children are in the background uh that i remember my parents rapping uh manically into the night on christmas eve and it was almost a tradition they would get absolutely shit-faced and stuff a stocking full of badly wrapped things and there there even came a year as we started to get a bit older that my mum went sorry my darlings i'm not bothering with this anymore and now she just yeah. shoved, then she did, well, now we don't have stockings, but before then she just shoved unwrapped bits in and was like, I'm not wrapping, you know, a pencil <laughs> and a deodorant or whatever. So, <laughs> Yeah, there's still, there's a lot of wrapping, but we have reduced in terms of the number, because I would do a stocking for whoever was here at Christmas, mm. which gets out of hand very very rapidly but so now oh God, it's just so the kids. expensive so expensive so expensive mm-hmm. and because I worry about it so much I start that that shopping is the, the one that I I will start over the summer um yeah. thinking about little bit if I see little bits while we're on holiday or whatever but it means that by December I've completely forgotten what I've bought and I've usually bought two of some things there's a lot of chocolate coins and it's just yeah. like I've got too many too many things um but yeah just i just try and prep as much as i can in, in advance because that bit is just hellish yeah just awful yeah, yeah I, I agreed i think you're 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 completely right about the thing of like forgetting as well it's like the balance of you don't want to leave all your christmas shopping until november december but mm. when i do buy things in further advance then i do complete like chocolate coins is always one that i'll just like find a few rogue bags of that I was supposed to shove in people's presents, you know, in February while I'm yeah. tidying up or something. <laughs> uh, I found a present for my dog, that well, my parents' dog, but our family dog the other day, which I was elated about because I didn't realize I'd already sorted her out a, a, a big fluffy ladybird with a plastic water bottle inside, which she'll Aww. absolutely love. Yeah, she won't. She honestly so excited for her to have that so it is like uh, luckily I found that before Christmas but I completely forgotten that it existed and so often you do end up with like random stuff that you forgot even existed I know and then also if you purchase things too far in advance and you've reminded me that about the dog thing is that I've bought in in the past I mean I was never to know but I've bought dog themed presents for friends that have a dog and then mm-hmm. the dog died. So then I'm left with, a, I have, I still upstairs, and this is from like two years ago, I think. I've got like a dog themed something or other and some dog themed somethings. And they're, they're all wrapped and labeled, but obviously I couldn't give them. So I had to go and find some other presents. And then I was like, I've run out of dog no. friends now. I don't know who to give this to. <laughs> oh no. So they weren't personalized. They weren't personalized. No, it wasn't that okay. bad. It would definitely, definitely. Sp- oh, I think it was because it had a picture of a specific dog. So I couldn't then give it to someone that then had like a different kind. Has a so, spaniel oh and God. then you get them a St. Bernard bowl yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit random. Oh, the bit trauma. Random. 
absolutely yeah trauma. yeah anyway this oh, is the perfect is a bit perfect moment mm. isn't it the perfect segue to um start talking about running isn't it i reckon I reckon it is. And you know what? It's not as weird what? as we think because we are about to welcome Anna Harding. Oh, we are. Sorry. Do you mean talk what? about running, our own running? Or did you mean no, talk no to No, no one Anna? wants to hear about us and our running. Oh, today. good, good, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, let's welcome Anna uh, and her dog, Ralph, who is joining oh. us for the second time on the pod. And that's how we, that's how you do a segue, baby. <laughs> This is a very good time to subscribe to Women's Running or think about giving a gift subscription for that big date in December you might be thinking about. Because right now, when you subscribe, as well as receiving the best magazine in the world, you'll also get a free exclusive Women's Running technical tee worth £35. It's beautiful, it's blue, and it says happy running on the back to help motivate you and your brilliant running buddies too. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk forward slash become a member and enter X23WRPOD, that's pod, at the checkout for your free tea. And please remember to send us a pic of you wearing it. It's all fine. We, it's we all were fine. thinking of genuinely doing a technical difficulties jingle because of the amount of times <laughs> that we end up with them. <laughs> Isn't that like a Louis Theroux thing? Doesn't he do that? I'm pretty sure at the oh. beginning of his podcast, he does think like you, you get all the kind of chat about, can I hear you? Can you, where, where have you got, oh, he all of that kind of stuff. He does do that at the beginning, but I don't think he's got a jingle. So I think that's still safe from Theroux. We can still do that. Fine. And not infringing anybody's. <laughs> do does. <laughs> oh. Oh, should we start this all over again? Let's do it. Uh, for the <laughs> listener, welcome again, Anna Harding, to the podcast because, uh, as usual, we've messed a load of stuff up. But yeah. it still very much stands and the enthusiasm remains just as intense as it was before <laughs> that we're so excited to have you back. <sighs> we are. I feel like, mm -hmm. Yeah, are you sure? I feel like you've had enough of me by now. <laughs> No, we definitely no. haven't. We definitely Never. haven't. I'm okay. so sorry. It's, it's all of our technical difficulties has meant that you've just been sat there for 20 minutes while we've been looking at your lovely Christmas tree and um, and not getting yeah. the microphones right. But, you know, hopefully now we've got it's, them right. It's been a good 20 minutes. So I managed to drink my tea. I always make myself a cup of tea when I'm going to do a podcast, which is stupid because I'm talking. So I can't drink it. So I do the same, goes, yeah, same. and then I end up having to take little like sips away from the microphone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> otherwise, Dave will tell me off. I have been told off before for my sniffs. Oh yeah. So now I, yeah, I make a conscious effort to try and sniff away from Mike now if I'm going to sniff. But I never realised how I get, I get told I was. off for. Yeah, no, I get told off for laughing like this. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha! Ah. I, need, I need to laugh here, not there. Oh, we have to laugh yeah, oh, into the mic. Yeah, we actually had mm. a had a question once from a listener saying, "Do you silent laugh?" Um, <laughs> or and we had to explain no that it is just that we laugh so loudly that the microphone kind of cuts us off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We cackle essentially. <laughs> 
Oh, anyway, look, thank you so much for joining us again um, on the podcast. And um, we wanted to get you here because you have all the answers to all the questions that we've got. And, you know, it's Christmas and we wanted to see your lovely face. You do have all the answers. You do. I was going to say, she's looking a little um, abashed at that comment. But Mm. in fact, Mm. Anna, you've already proven that, you know, the answer to one of the questions we're going to ask you today. But we'll leave people in suspense for a bit longer about what that is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well thank you so much for having me anyway and also it's really lovely to see both your faces on a screen this time because I did get to see you in real life internationally just a month ago I can't believe that was a month ago no, oh, just over now, yeah. And honestly, seeing your face. So we saw Anna in New York um, and Anna was doing, the first time we saw you, you were doing the race briefing um, in the yeah. hotel, weren't you? And um, there were loads yeah. and loads of runners there. And it was sort of early-ish in the morning. And I was so, it was the day after we'd got there and we were feeling really sort of discombobulated and really sort of like, oh, New York, what do we do? Mm. You know, and also we'd, we'd only just realised how bad the loos were everywhere. So we had all of that kind of concern. And then to see your face, oh, I have never been oh, so happy. Joy. Never been so happy. Oh. Yeah. Joy. Actually, Anna, can we please get your opinion on this? Because we've been talking about this for weeks on the pod and some of the listeners have written in. What did you think? What do you think about US Lose? US Lose? Um, I think they're very hit and miss. I think if you go to the wrong place, you get the wrong loo, for sure. Mm, And um, also, what put me off a lot in New York um, is in every single toilet within an establishment is Mm. a sign that says all employees must wash their hands before they go back to work by law or something like that and I was like why is this by law why is this not by common sense and like public decency and just general personal hygiene who is not washing their hands before they go back to work and please don't serve me if it's I was gonna say no please please not in a in a in a subway Please Why not is that? In a, yeah. Do you think that's got something to do with like you know because because you know the US is famously litigious and stuff like that and they love a good suing and they mm, like things being awesome. law so that they can tell people off about it. Do you reckon it's to do? Because why would you mm. make that law? That's very strange. You know, I mean, isn't that, it? it might be fake news, the by law bit, but it did feel like it came across that way that it was like by law. And I was like, mm. who's not washing their hands? But also, even though 100% everybody should be doing that, who's calling Mm. the police on someone for not? (laughs) (laughs) Who's catching someone walk out the loo with dry hands? I would would do that. Let me touch those. Are they wet? Are they damp? Because mm. the NYPD FBI. definitely yeah. don't have better things to do with their time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Officer, we've yeah. got another report of somebody with, with <laughs> dry hands leaving the toilet over here. <laughs> <laughs> we just really, really struggled with uh, trying to find a private place. And we will move on from Lou's, but th- this was honestly just mm. after we saw you for the first time, Anna, uh, after that race briefing. We'd had a couple mm. of coffees. We were absolutely exhausted. We, Esther and I were sharing a room and mm. we have now become comfortable enough that we will say, put music on because you know what I'm about to do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but at, when, you know, we, we were a bit anxious. We hadn't, we hadn't managed to sort of successfully do that 
at that point. Yeah. And so yeah. I was so desperately trying to find somewhere in that Westin hotel that we could go to the loo. Mm. And every single loo door has slats that you can see through. And it was bizarre. Oh, yeah. I did not realise. Big gaps yeah. at the bottom, big gaps. So you can see people's knees. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Pretty like, much really see to the nasty. knees. <laughs> no, 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 not no. Fine. Oh, that's not good. And you know what it's like pre-marathon as well. You need to find a secure, happy, safe space in order to do yeah. your four panic poos before you go, right? Yeah. So, the, yeah. The very, very prestigious and important PRPs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> poos. Yes. This is why. We, this is why we bring uh, her on the pod for gold, like PRPs. Oh, because PRPs. Well, I feel like I do talk about poo a little bit too much. That is rank, isn't it? But, welcome, hey, welcome to the women's running. Get an podcast, ultra runner on talking about running. We're going to talk about poo, aren't we? Yeah. Sorry oh, if you're eating your breakfast. <laughs> Don't. Do you know? I saw something the other day. Someone was talking about an ultra that they'd been running, and I'm trying to remember who it was now, and I can't. But they were talking about pooing into a bag. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I so I would take dog poo bags with me to pick up from the trail, but they're also like on the spine race, the mandatory kit has like a poo shovel. Um oh, yeah. so you have to like dig down and bury a poo. Yeah, Sabrina um, Pace Humphreys told us about that and I remember she brought the yeah. shovel to demonstrate. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did she demonstrate the entire? Luckily, we were no. spared the full demonstration. Uh, okay, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh. yeah. If, oh. There you go. Anyway, well, so probably, um, we, probably best to move on from that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not maybe, in a not in maybe. a in a pointed way, back. but so yeah. Let's. <laughs> uh, Esther, I am. Um, intrigued because I know that you wanted to bring Anna on specifically shall we shall we cut to the not very Christmassy bit first and then we can get festive a bit later yes yes because I I know you want to pick her brains yeah let's do it yeah I had some I had some burning questions so the one of the main reasons we wanted to get you on here apart from the fact that it's so lovely to see your lovely face um is because Um, if anyone has listened to the couple of last episodes that we've done, I have been struggling with understanding what the actual hell my VO2 max is doing. And in struggling to understand it, I've realized that I have not listened to any information that you've previously told us about what (laughs) VO2 max is and how it's calculated and what's going on. So if I can just set the scene... My VO2 max has been uh, exactly the same for, I think, three years, maybe two and a half years, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Occasionally, it's been a little bit higher, but it's Mm -hmm. it usually only just sort of peaks up and comes back down again. Um, Yeah. um, But mostly, it's just been exactly the same for, yeah, a couple of years, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Um, no matter what I do, even if the training that I've done is reflected on my Garmin as being VO2 max training, which happened a couple of times mm. before uh, the last, the, the, the New York marathon when I was in that training block. Mm. Um, and so my training included all those horrible kind of interval training and um, nasty things, which I really hated and, but, but, but did because I was told that I should do them and I am yeah, nothing if not do. dutiful. Yes. So I just felt like I should. Um, <laughs> so I did all of those things. It 
did nothing to my VO2 max. Um, and okay. and I ended up not giving two shits about it, really. I just thought, well, okay, it's just another stat and I'm, I'm not going to bother about it. But three weeks after the New York Marathon, um, mm. when all my running, I have, after I had a week off, and then yeah. I had three weeks of just just pounding, just just easy just runs, of, yeah, just very very in. very super simple easy ride runs. Yeah, nothing plodding. More than I'd 10K. go with Esther there. That was that was veering into slightly ooh territory. I reckon. Then, what did I say? Pounding. You said <laughs> I had three weeks of pounding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You, you picked up on I that. I know. I'm so sorry. I I I wasn't oh. going to say anything, and then I was like, if anyone's Outrageous. watching the video oh. of this, they're going to see me laugh at that. So there you go. Did, <laughs> oh my god! Three weeks did you, did of plodding. Carry on. Three weeks of, of plodding, not pounding. That's just it makes me just think. I, I did Pavement watch a carry pounding. on documentary the other day. <laughs> there you go. It was concerning, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i'll move away i'll move away yeah apologies um, just for uh, dirtying the minds of the re- of the listeners there because maybe of that the, wasn't the what everybody listener. thought yeah yeah indeed um yeah <laughs> filth hold filth mm. um yeah so I, I just did i've basically just been doing nothing more than 10k just like 5k boring kind yeah. of nothing nothing to bother anything yeah. about and then suddenly yeah. my vo2 max went up by one point and i don't know why can you help, please? Can you tell me what VO2 max is and how and why it's important? I think maybe first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know. I mean, so to go super, super basic for VO2 max, we're going to literally strip it back to what does VO2 max mean, right? So V oh, is helpful. volume. Yeah. O2 is oxygen. Yeah. And max is maximum. Mm-hmm. So it's the maximum amount of oxygen that your body can use per kilogram of body weight per minute oh okay okay that's actually very very helpful and Anna you're not you are explaining this to two idiots so don't worry you can (laughs) go as as slow as possible that was perfect I didn't I didn't know it was to do with body weight right okay Yeah. yeah yeah so it does it does have something to do with body weight too so we'll come on to that in a bit about like how it's measured and stuff so it's measured it's want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com millimeters per kilogram per minute milliliters per kilogram Per minute, so it's like if it was a formula, it'd be like ml slash kg slash min. Got you. Okay, okay. So it's to do with the oxygen that's being delivered to your muscles while you exercise, which your body needs in order because you know your blood's pumping harder during exercise. As we know, your heart rate increases, your blood's pumping harder, and so that blood is pumping hard to get the oxygen to your muscles because your lungs then absorb it right stay with me and turns into energy which is known as ATP okay what does that stand for so ATP is adenosine 
triphosphate. Oh. Yeah, you don't need to know. Okay, okay, it's, okay. It's like a thing that happens in your body. So isn't the body amazing? Like there's so many things that are going on inside your body that you're just like, I never knew that was happening before. I know. Well, I mean, my my anxiety <laughs> likes to try and keep tabs on all of them at all times, but... <laughs> I, it's good. This is all very good for reminding me that some stuff you just really don't need to know or think about. Yeah, yeah. No, well, exactly. Yeah, don't think about it. Otherwise, your mind will literally go. Poo. Yeah. Um. So basically, the ATP is the stuff that powers your cells, and then when that's pumping, it then releases the carbon dioxide that you create during respiration. So we all know we breathe in oxygen, we breathe out carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you go over your VO2 max is when your body starts using anaerobic energy system. So VO2 max comes, sits just underneath like anaerobic oh, exercise. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So that's why you were saying, Esther, like some of your workouts were labeled VO2 max or whatever. That's because they're just under that anaerobic threshold. Right. Okay. okay. And so that anaerobic stuff is the sort of stuff that like, that sprinters will use or like that really fast, hard, short bursts of exercise. You can't use your anaerobic energy systems for prolonged periods of time. It's just short bursts. So yeah. if I had a run that was that was described as being threshold, is that uh, is that faster yeah. or slower than VO2 max? Than VO2 max. So mm. threshold is around your VO2 max level. Oh, okay. What's the yeah. difference? What's the yeah. difference? Why would it? Why would it cha- categorize those Basic, differently? It's basically the same. Oh, basically okay. the same. Um, obviously, you're talking about when your watch tells you whether it's like threshold or VO two max. Yes. So, yeah, it's it is basically the same. Okay. Sometimes it just okay. likes to use a different word for funsies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> VO two max. VO two max basically is. Um, in a watch sense is that score that you were talking about Esther as yeah. well and so that score is worked out using various pieces of information about you and on your smartwatch on your Garmin whatever it is that you're using it's done slightly differently throughout all of the different brands um but it can be down to things like uh, obviously, the type of training you're doing, your heart rate during your training, which is why if you're doing trail running for a Garmin specifically, you should set it to a trail run when you go out for a trail run because it won't affect your VO2 max because you, you'll find that your pace might be a bit slower oh, when okay. you're doing a trail run and it might then bring your VO2 max down. So you can set it to be a trail run so it doesn't have any impact on that VO2 max score if you're really ah, sort of worried about. That oh. actually makes sense for something that I did uh I was miserable because my VO2 max went down like two points after it and I was really really sad um but it was like a gym class or something and I didn't I don't think I started like I didn't select a specific activity I just was wearing my Uh garment and I just did it and then afterwards it was like poor and then minus a certain amount of VO2 max points and I was like what the hell yeah it must be because I didn't that's very very useful to know that different activities will account for that effect on VO2 max in different ways 
Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Okay. Um, gender. So um, there are different sort of levels and um, like scales for men and women on VO2 max. So it's not like, um, you know, if you've got a score of whatever and, and someone in your life who's a man has got a score of whatever, they're actually not really that comparable because we're physiologically very different. Okay, mm-hmm. that's nice to know. Um, and so, um, yeah, there are different sort of charts that you can see what where your VO2 max score kind of sits if you're bothered. Like, again, it's just a, a metric that some people don't care about. It's mm-hmm. But the other thing as well is age. And I wonder, Esther, did you get older after New York Marathon? <laughs> <laughs> did well, you have a birthday? <laughs> Um, and I, I got older. I, I did. I did. Um, did you? But the thing is, I uh, my birthday was just before, just before. So, um, but it, it it did straddle. But yeah, I did. I did. I turned fifty in uh, in October. So is is that so, why it's changed? So you will now be in a new VO two max bracket <gasps> on Garmin. So Garmin does it. Um, so again, like I say, like different brands will use different stuff, but Garmin's does it in five year chunks. So yeah. you've got 45 to 49, and then you get into the 50 to 54 no. bracket. So you're at the younger end of that bracket, which means that for that I like being at the younger end, yeah. Your VO2 max is obviously good. And so, yeah, I can imagine that if it's not a running thing, if it's not that you've been doing specific workouts or diff- different runs or whatever, and you've actually been in like a detraining recovery state, yeah. the only thing really that's changed has been your age that Garmin knows about as well. Because obviously you put your birth date, your date of birth in when you set it up. Oh, that's so clever. So maybe it's your age. It's got to be. Maybe it's me bloody age. Oh my God. Yeah, you've entered winter fuel I- allowance Garmin levels. <laughs> Sorry, that was horrid. My jokes are horrid today. Very sad. Very sad. I know. I need to stop talking on the podcast today. Do I though? Do I get winter fuel allowance? That's worth checking. No, I don't. I don't. I know. I don't. I don't. You don't get a bus pass either. I think that's sixty. I've got a while. I I think it's sixty-five. Is it? it? Yeah, I think it is. It does depend where you live, but yeah. Um, but that's yeah. really interesting because I, I had it, yeah. I, uh, there were like loads of people that were that um, suggested that it was to do with recovery, which I don't think was a bad shout at all. It, like that, that like they were sort of saying mm. um, maybe you weren't recovering enough while you were doing all the training, and because I trained for sort of three marathons mm. on the trot, like six months, six months, six months, that maybe I was just like exhausted, and having this time has been really quite nice to just sort of. <laughs> to pound yeah. well, maybe it was um, yeah. maybe it was a bit of a combo <laughs> Stop it. maybe it was a bit of a combo because uh because I guess if your birthday was just before the New York marathon am I right in thinking Anna that maybe that would have automatically changed your vo2 mm. max so maybe the fact that it didn't automatically change suggests that there was also something to do with the fact that you that there was fatigue yeah yeah. And that you did that recovery. Yeah. And there was tiredness in there, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's probably a combination of the both, in a way. Ah, oh, bloody age. It accounts for so much, doesn't it? I, I am so furious about being 50. But don't be Anna and I. Point if, my VO2 max. <laughs> exactly. There yeah. are always silver linings. Exactly. And not that it matters. Yeah. Not that any of that matters. But 
if you overheard me and Anna slagging you off before you were able to... <laughs> I can't... Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Esther, Esther for a you bit was... Couldn't, couldn't see or... Well, could see or hear us, but we couldn't see or hear, see or hear her. And we were just talking mm. about the fact that nobody in their right mind would believe that you are 50. No, no. Because no. I was sneakily like, Holly, how old is she? Just so they can have a look on the VO2 Max chart. Um, and then, yeah, when you told me, I was like, oh, but also now that does make a lot of sense mm. because you are in that new bracket. Because if you were like, if it was your birthday and you were 48, say, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that it was down to age because you're not in a new bracket, but because it's put you in a new bracket, uh, it's got to be, it's got to be down to that. Yeah, go on. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, if people are listening and they're like, I want to improve my VO2 max and I've been stuck for ages on the same thing, because that's another side to it as well, is that, you know, your VO2 max has sort of hovered around the same number for quite a long time anyway. And it's only your age that's then bumped it up into the next yeah, one. I know. <laughs> Um, what's really important is that a lot of, um, the VO2 max score is actually down to genetics. So Um, some people will only be able to improve or increase their VO2 max by a certain percentage before they're actually at their max VO2 max. Um, and they won't be able to get it any higher because they're just not genetically predisposed to being able to get it any higher. I had a nice Mm. email from a listener saying something along those lines, actually, Anna. Yeah. Because, uh, in the same episode that we were trying to get to the bottom of Esther's VO2 max (laughs) mystery. God, this podcast Mm. is just so exciting. Um, (laughs) I I was saying that I do, I, always feel I've stopped looking at mine because I I just mm. found, found that it was making me feel a bit sad um yeah and fair. um and somebody did email in and say uh that yeah along those lines that like there are certain things that you just you can't really change about it so don't get too caught up in it no yeah no absolutely not yeah true absolutely not I mean obviously being consistent we always like being consistent is just the key to running full stop isn't it but consistency because it's because VO2 max is an indication of like your cardiovascular fitness your aerobic system being consistent with your running will help Mm -hmm. with increasing your VO2 max um, but then also just mixing up your training and doing different sessions. So doing things like hill repeats or sprints or whatever, and just giving a different training stimulus is going to improve that VO2 max score to a point, let's say to a point. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. very interesting. But I, I love the fact that you're talking about uh, consistency because I think that brings us on probably to the next chapter so do you know what I'm going to do right now I'm going to say bye bye to Anna and then I'm going to say hello to her again what do you reckon Hol so we that sounds perfect through the magic of technology (laughs) uh, we will do this yeah (laughs) anyway (laughs) with that (laughs) yay woohoo okay (laughs) oh Uh, lovely lovely Anna isn't she a star she's amazing and we get to have her next week as well which is really nice we've got some we had some more questions for her so we're gonna we've got another slice of Anna Harding next week which is going to be which is the the episode between Christmas and New Year when everyone wants a slice of Anna to be honest so uh yeah that'd be good times good times exactly it's going to be 
brilliant. We have actually been organized and treated everybody to guests that actually have the answers to questions that we haven't known in recent episodes. <laughs> Ooh, that's this year. all the questions, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Happy Christmas we just, to we... you guys, because we've actually got some content for you. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid anyone would ask us a specific question unless it was about how to wrap a sphere or you know mm. that kind of thing that's the sort of thing yeah. that we know right now isn't it yeah quick question actually on that because this is christmas special season mastermind Quite. what would be your specialist subject oh uh is that evil to ask oh, you on the spot what would be my specialist subject what do i know i don't think i know anything what do you Ooh, know so much stuff uh, my special subject would, of course, be past contestants of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, there we go. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've thought about it a lot. Um, then if we're doing TV, maybe the first four series of West Wing. But then, to be honest, oh, I wasn't good. following. That's, that, that sounds too intellectual for me, actually, to be honest. Then it might have to be also EastEnders from 1987 to 1991. Or... Um, Perfect. Love how specialist that is. First three series of Bluey, obviously. Oh, then back to back. Yeah, yeah, I'm on my way to joining you. <laughs> I'm embarrassed at how much Bluey I've watched. I, I, I can't remember whether we talked about this in our New York episode. We did, though. <laughs> what, I watched Bluey on the plane because I wanted to feel calm and relaxed. And Esther has talked uh, often about how brilliant Bluey is. And it was on there. They had like five episodes on there. So I was like, amazing. Oh, what else have I got to do? I'll watch Bluey. <laughs> Before I know it, weeping and never the same. <laughs> life is never the same again. And then since I've shown episodes to Doug and he mm. has absolutely loved it. Caught him mm. the other day. I put it on in the background while I was cleaning. <laughs> and uh, and then I caught him just like standing in the doorway, just like mouth agog, just like watching it <laughs> gormlessly um when he thought no one was looking. And have you did you know that there's also a bluey video game? That's been I did out. not know that. It Ooh. looks amazing. And Doug turned to me uh, a few days ago and he went, shall we buy that for our niece? But the rule is that she's only allowed to play it with us, so we keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a very good idea. Yeah, <laughs> We're such bluey converts in this house and we don't have a child, I stress. Well, I mean, I can it's feel that because... I don't think it's well I was I was in John Lewis at the weekend panic buying and uh, there was a stand a bluey stand of merch and the kids are too old now for me to buy them pencil cases and pencils and you know weird rulers and stuff with pictures of bandit and bluey and bingo I on know, them because people in school um, won't think it's cool anymore because they're too grown I know. up for it but oh then they'll grow so up I, and realize it's cool again because it yes is. i know i know so i i genuinely did stand there for a little bit thinking oh well, maybe i should just get it for me yeah i'd quite, quite like what i've done for me. Yeah. <laughs> the first time i put an episode on at home on my own i was like for i mean this is a low point <laughs> and then I reframed it in my mind and I was like, or I'm just a grown woman enjoying what she enjoys and I don't need an excuse. <laughs> I just relate um, so heavily to, um, what's the name of the little 
Oh, um, yeah. Bingo. Um, I relate bingo. so heavily to bingo in every aspect of my life that sometimes I just need to feel seen in that way. <laughs> I I love her so much. I also really, really love the cousin. Is it Muffin? Oh, who's, who's just always like, like a little bit crazy. Off tits all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how much do you fancy Bandit? That's the question. Yeah, the dad is hot. I know, right? <laughs> as as blue dogs go, I mean, you know, he's like he's he's hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right in. Let us know who's your biggest crush in Bluey. Who's your biggest yeah. cartoon character crush? Because I also Robin Hood the Fox springs to mind. Oh, I mean, yes, absolutely. He is like like he is the Errol he's Flynn, hot. obviously, of cartoons. Yep, super hot for sure. Uh, Kim Possible. I don't know about any. Was that that may have completely evaded your because yeah no that would have been when I mm. was growing up Kim Possible was unbearably hot she's so hot looking back <laughs> she was extremely hot um I think there may have been a, a a sort of a secret yearning for Banana Man when I was growing up I think definitely oh I think I've seen pictures him. of Banana Man I wouldn't have necessarily <laughs> thought he'd be your type <laughs> He's quite hench. I mean, oh, know. oh my God, he is. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah. stupid. So he was. It was Cam. that kind of sweet mix of of being stupid and fit. Yeah, I like that. There's also a character yeah. called Banana Man from the uh, more modern cartoon series Adventure Time, which my sister oh. is a big fan of growing up, and is very is again another one so fun to watch as an adult. Uh, and I don't think you would be saying this about this banana man. I'm going to show you a picture of him. <laughs> he's a little blob man with a banana skin on his head. Oh, he was, he's very cute. He's, he's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm actually fascinated anyway. by people's cartoon character crushes as well. Go on, right yeah. in. We've got nothing else to do at the moment. It's the... Do it. it no, we have. Because... We have. It's we actually have, still yes. about to be Christmas when we're recording yes, this one. It is, so. it is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and we were going to talk about lots of stuff, weren't we? Well, I say lots of stuff. There was one big theme we were going to talk about just after Anna because we wanted to stick on running, um, even though we've talked about yeah. cartoon characters, which is obviously far more important. But there was, there was so yeah, our sorry. big hot topic that we've been talking about for the past few weeks has been Parkrun and we've we've come to the realization that whenever we mention the name Parkrun that it just it does it does engender a, a, a passion and a response yeah which is great because we hear a lot from you guys um but also it does um make us sit there and sort of think to ourselves you know what maybe 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 we're not like like maybe our opinions aren't the opinions of everybody in the whole world which is always a bit of a shock no um so yeah, you've been you've oh. been looking at some. Haven't we got some emails that we can? Uh... We've got some emails. We've got some messages mm -hmm. on Discord. I don't even know where uh -huh. to begin. Honestly, it really mm. is like you were saying. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like Voldemort or something. <laughs> if we say the name, then Candyman. Yeah, <laughs> everyone like, starts oh kicking God. off. Um, but it's been very very interesting and. Somehow it says my HelloFresh has just arrived, even though I didn't answer the door. Oh, well, hopefully oh, okay. someone did. Yeah. Uh, apologies for the chaos of this episode. Let's go <laughs> and let's be professional and let's talk about Parkrun. So let's most do it. of you, I'm going to start on Discord here. Okay. Uh, 
And I do think that it is worth reading this one uh so because this is somebody who has clearly got a lot of experience this is from jen Mm -hmm. and she so if you are like what the hell are they talking about discord is our um our like group chat that we've got with the pod squad on discord that's the name of the app yeah Uh, but you have to join patreon in order to be a part of it so do join you can do that for i think it's as little as like two quid a month isn't it Two quid, that's it. Yeah, And yeah. I would and say it's can... highly, highly advisable, even just for our little group chat, because it pops off all the time. And it's great. It does. It really does. It. And in this instance, like particularly. To... Yeah. <laughs> yes, in this instance, particularly. I like to read it in the bath. Uh, there we go. So I hope you, you all think of that next time you send a message into it. Uh, so... This is from Jen and she said, Hi Holly and Esther. I was really interested in your parkrun chat. I'm a slow runner. My average parkrun time is around 37 minutes, but I found I couldn't relate to your worries about parkrun. The times don't bother me. I've got used to being in the back of the pack. I'm quite an introverted person, but I like the community at parkrun. I also really enjoy the opportunity to run in different places when I go on holiday without having to think about a route. An excellent point that I think we did mention last time. I'm now Mm -hmm. a run director at my local event, which is quite a small one, averaging between 50 to 60 participants a week. I don't know if the size makes it feel friendlier or if that would put you off more. That is, I think, I wouldn't be rushing to join another park run that was 50 to 60 because that was what put me off a little bit. And I know it's so pathetic because we, here I am, not listening to my own words of advice because we, we sit here on this pod all the time and we say, don't wear coming last as a badge of honor but there is something that feels much more exposed about a smaller amount of participants and that was my experience that put me off a little bit when we were in Bath because that was quite a a small crowd we had a small crowd that time yeah yeah for sure yeah uh so she says obviously you get rude people there just like everywhere but generally I find park runners to be friendly and encouraging I would encourage any of the pod squad to give Parkrun a go and see if it's for them. I'm also really interested in hearing other people's experiences, good and bad. And she does say thank you for making a great podcast and opening up the discussion. So we shouldn't be Yay. hurt, Esther, if she doesn't agree. No. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, I'm, Jenny. And, I, and I'm, I'm not hurt because I think I don't feel like we were, I personally don't feel like we were criticizing Parkrun full stop. I don't feel like we were doing that at all. No. I think what we were just, we were just suggesting. Oh yeah, you might have been. Um, I think we, we we what we were suggesting was that at times it can feel too competitive or competitive. Full stop. It can just feel it the, it can feel pressured, like a pressured environment. As much as it is an inclusive one, it can feel pressured if that's not what you're going for, and if that's not what you expect. Like you might turn up to a parkrun for the first ever time and think to yourself um, that it it won't be like that. And I think that that for us um, in our particular parkrun, it's been it has occasionally come as a bit of a surprise, but I do appreciate the fact that a lot of that expectation and a lot of that feeling comes from within. It's not about oh, anyone that 100%. works at Parkrun. So it's not to do with the organizers. It's not to do with the volunteers. It's not even to do with the other runners. It's to do with me and you running along and thinking, oh God, all these people are going very fast and <laughs> and I don't like the yeah. email I get and, you know, don't like being able to, don't want to compete against other people, don't even want particularly want to compete against myself, just want to go for mm-hmm. a run where other people are running yeah. and not think about the route. Um, and 
yeah, yeah it's just it's just that right I think I just exposed myself anyway by saying that I felt as though that there was a part of me that knew it was ridiculous to care about coming last or to be compared to other people um because I know that some of that does come from like that's a me problem not a parkrun problem but we are also talking about creating spaces where people of all walks of life can feel comfortable and because exercise Mm. can be such a sensitive topic for so many of us I do think that it is worth bearing in mind um yeah how you can make things feel non-competitive for those who don't want to participate in the competitiveness yes I think that's really really sensible Mm. and I I also think like if you if you've set up a route if you set up a park run route where people will try and achieve better and better times at each time they go then having a route that doesn't have very obvious bottlenecks and I think I think that was kind of one of our issues with the the course at Bath, which is a very very scenic and beautiful true. one, but there are sharp corners, there are steps, there are this that, and the other. It's very difficult. I know I know it must be like logistically really tricky to sort out a um, a route for a park run, and I think we've got a better one than a lot because lots of them are kind of very very kind of um, twiddly and round and round and round kind of thing. So I think we've got a really lovely. Well, ours one. is one loop, isn't it? But it is also it's not without hill well it would kind of almost be better if it was like undulations but Mm. it's one set of really steep steps halfway through which is quite brutal yeah that's quite brutal Um, and I think there's mm. there's just around the beginning and end of that there are some very tight bends and corners and stuff and so it means at the beginning I I think I mean yeah at the beginning there are just some 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 places at which you you do get overtaken by people at the back with dogs and things like that which has always been my aggravation but um yeah 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 agreed well we've got a Mm -hmm. lot of support that generally feels along those same lines for parkrun from lots of our pod squad um Catherine saying that she doesn't get the chance to do parkrun as often as she would like to, but she would love to go more because she's never found it intimidating. Uh, she also weighs in on the original topic that I think we, we've we strayed from because we got controversial in our views on Parkrun. But this all began because Ruby wrote in to tell us that somebody had said to her, like, get behind the line or whatever it was. Yes. Ah! Oh, my God. Ah, get yeah. behind the line. It was a bit of that energy that she received from a fellow participant. Yeah. Catherine said, would I be mad if someone took me over in the line? Absolutely. But I'm pretty sure I wouldn't say anything, though I might be guilty of throwing a death stare. That was very similar. Yes. Oh, classic Esther behavior. That's that's much more likely that I would I would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, no. <laughs> Too embarrassing. I'd be like, oh, please. <gasps> sorry. Did I did I did I nearly stop you from taking me over? I'm so sorry. That would be me. <laughs> Uh, but then we did have a little bit of of Hol and Esther support here. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw Yuli's response into the into the mix. Or oh. Uli, maybe you would say she's an Ulrika, isn't she? She mm-hmm. said, "I think it really depends on the park run. I have two I could go to, and in terms of crowds, they're very different. One of them has loads of runners with dogs, which I don't like, as I'm worried about running into one or being chased by one." 
Sounds like sounds like somebody I know. Uh, I don't <laughs> run in that park or on non-park run days for that reason as well, as the ratio of dogs to humans is in favour of dogs there. But I don't mm. find it overly friendly either around the start line and finish line, especially when on your own as it's very cliquey. The volunteers on the course are, however, lovely. The other one is fairly new, just started 31 weeks ago, and it's a very young and speedy crowd, but only one dog so far. Because it's still new, it's a very lovely vibe, despite it being a speedy one. So I think oh. that's the thing. Um, like, it, 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 it maybe it's not about the speed. Maybe it is about that slightly cliquey thing. We've obviously we've all got yeah. various things that make us feel in some way mm. a bit intimidated to join in on stuff, and that's yes. that's life, isn't it? Especially when you're a grown up, which has really surprised oh me because God. going yeah. to gro- things as a grown up is actually way more intimidating than going as a child or a yes, teenager no one I talks know. to you it, no. it took me like six months to make a friend in my choir and I would say I'm quite a forthcoming person but it's really yeah. hard to to talk to people at stuff like that and things can really feel cliquey and really I, I think hard. that's another very valid point yeah yes yeah. and um I I definitely I, that, that that is such a weird thing where you turn up to park and I have found our park run cliquey and I've done it I don't know 14 or 15 times and but I, I guess because I've not done it like 14 15 weeks on the trot so I couldn't I couldn't say for certain or anything like that but you turn up and, and mm-hmm. people do go in their groups and I think I've kind of turned up and just thought oh I wish I was in one of those groups and felt unable to join the group or say hello or whatever so I've just it, it does it, it gives me you know, it's it's lovely to watch the other groups and to see their their friendship and you know them having a really good time and stuff. But it it does that is quite sort of yeah. It can feel it can feel very strange. I it can know. definitely be off putting. I think, can't it? Um, I I'm I'm going to give it one more in our favour, which I would like everybody okay. to know is I've I've made it fifty fifty for the sake of this interesting podcast. However, it's not really the majority of you out there completely disagreed and love going to parkrun which good that's the answer that we wanted i don't want people to feel intimidated by parkrun we want people to want to go it's a great thing it's a free running event but Mm -hmm. um exactly but you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right if we didn't throw a bit of controversy in every so often but (laughs) rach has said on discord as well that she wanted to Mm -hmm. go against the grain and say that she doesn't like parkrun uh, because she thinks that um, there are just too many people there who take it super seriously and that she finds that it makes things feel less inclusive, which I think is what I what touched me originally about Ruby's email. That's that's yeah. sums up the, sen- the 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 sense where it's like, I think it's absolutely fine if you take it super seriously that, you know, mm-hmm. everybody is welcome in our little run squad, whether you are a, you know, sub three hour marathoner or whether you are like me um yeah but yeah like I think that it, it's not about at the end of the day it's not about time it's not about it shouldn't be about all of that stuff it's just about whether you feel included in something for whatever yeah. reason could make you feel on the edge and there are obviously people who feel parkrun doesn't quite serve what it could uh to them um, but clearly a lot of people who are not feeling that way at all and who are loving it. So, Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what's going to be really interesting when we speak to Anna next week? Because I think in the next week's episode, she does talk about Parkrun 
and she about does. use using it through through or did she do it in this episode we're using it through christmas as a as a way in which you can do the training i think that's the next episode actually um using it through christmas and the new year and kind of pinpointing those saturdays but also the kind of they do some extra ones don't they park run they do like ones on on new year's day and christmas day occasionally um they so do it's they a, do it's a nice and i way think to, i can definitely see it being I mean I'm kind of tempted because uh my I'm probably not going to do it while we're in France for a bit because it is the absolute arse end of nowhere and uh I'm not sure that my French is strong enough to work out how to get to a park run there um but I'm kind of tempted to do it when we're in Wales for a bit because I think yeah I, I I don't really have like a I have a couple of like roads that I feel safe running down and stuff, but I don't really have like a a five k route there. Um, yeah, and uh, it might be a really nice opportunity. So maybe I will try and go to some more park runs over the Christmas period, and then I can weigh in a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> we can completely change our tune <laughs> by mid November. By mid November, mid January, be like park runs the best thing in the world. We yeah, love like, it. We'll be like, don't ever come for Parkrun. Don't ever speak about park Parkrun like that to, to people who don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, right, well, keep letting us know your thoughts. We love it. That was kind of do. because honestly, because so many of you guys emailed in, so many of you were chatting on the Discord chat. That really did just scratch the surface of the mm. um the parkrun chatter so uh, a polls if we haven't got round to your email it may fit nicely into some other content in another episode but don't let it put you off always send us your thoughts because we love hearing it we love it we really really do absolutely love and and we will definitely read every single email that comes our way so oh, yeah um, yeah we do yeah, we do we love them. uh that's actually uh, i do want to say as well that there is the option again if you join discord uh, through patreon then i don't know if our discord pod squatters know this but there is the option to send a voice note so if you ever want to send us anything with your lovely voice rather than just written down uh then mm. we will definitely play it on the podcast and we haven't asked dave if we can do this we're just be spontaneously fine. saying this now yeah. but it will be fine <laughs> it'll be fine <laughs> But in the meantime, I think the only thing that we've got left to say is have an amazing Christmas. Oh my God, I completely forgot that this is the day that the Lord has made. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Have a fabulous Christmas. Run if you want to. Don't if you don't. Eat if you want to. Like, you know, do what you want to do. Have the best time. Hell Just yeah. We'll be going on to talk more about all of that next week as well, actually, won't we? How to survive the perineum of Christmas and New Year, <laughs> uh, along with all of that chatter about should you or shouldn't you uh, run yeah. over Christmas time. Spoiler alert, the answer is going to be do whatever you want, as Esther just said, but yeah. Anna can take talk you through the science of it. <laughs> happy christmas one and all happy christmas happy christmas god bless us everyone as tiny tim would say oh small hole small hole with my little stick hopefully i won't die of dysentery this christmas please don't not this time not like last year no, not this time <laughs> thank you for listening 
Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like-minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Happy running.